0: Further up and further
1: in to your presence. Deep, deep, deeper still in your river. Satisfied, longing for more. Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy, and I'm here with Michelle. Hey,
0: Amy. Remember a few weeks ago we did a podcast I didn't want to do? Yes. Because uh, I'm such a wimp and I don't want to talk about anything that doesn't have pat answers. Yes,
1: it was the <laughs> boobs, bellies, and butts episode.
0: That was a captivating title. I haven't checked the stats. Has that one Was that like a clickbait title or have we had time to look at our stats?
1: Um, I, I don't think it was clickbaity. Uh, I think it was the average listen. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I when I saw it, I was like, wow, we called it that? <laughs> But I distinctly remember calling it that. I also distinctly remember my level of discomfort with the topic because I think it's super, super important. And it's so nuanced that I can't fathom that we can say something helpful Mm -hmm. without also being misunderstood. And I don't want to be misunderstood because I think the topic really matters. Yeah. But we have... A listener who sent us a million questions, mm-hmm. which yes. I was so delighted. I it
1: was delighted. And before we go any further, I'm just going to do a CYA. If you normally listen to our podcast with kids, majority of the time, it, it's yeah. good. This one you might want to listen to ahead of time just so you can judge um, whether this is something you want to listen with your kids or how to go about this. Good job, Amy, as we've already said, boobs and
0: butts, but better late than never. And if they go to school, they've heard those words. Exactly. And some of them have heard them but from I their dad. I thought I'd let
1: people know that this might be a pre-screening episode. Good job.
0: Excellent. Well done. Yeah. I appreciate your reminding and remembering that, since mm-hmm. my kids are now big and say things that horrify me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're so thrilled that this listener... Uh, emailed us such good questions. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm like, crap, that means I have to talk about this some more. And clearly, for some reason, this is the topic I can picture all the people who are going to argue with me. Okay, this is so interesting. I know. And it's partly because I so deeply care. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. there are things that are true that are broadly true that get easily misinterpreted. I think it touches on such deep and intimate places in our own souls where unique... We all have a unique story and what we've experienced affects mm. how so if i just say you know one blank statement and haven't considered the fact that in your life you have this story and i would pastorally shepherd you mm. by acknowledging that part of your story and bringing the nuance to it. Yeah. And i can't do that on our podcast. Uh, yeah. So now it's not all about me but
1: mm-hmm. i needed to and say me, like, that I I have so many thoughts around this let me spew <laughs> everything. Okay,
0: good. Go Amy.
1: On your oh, mark. Get go. set. <laughs> No. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, one of the one of the things that this listener really wanted to hear more about is is in our podcast, we were talking about sexual purity. And I think I brought up the fact that I had read and started using instead of using sexual purity, something called sexual integrity. I like it. And this reader or listener, not reader, listener was like. What is that? Tell Mm -hmm. me more about Mm -hmm. it. So I thought that'd be a good launching point. Because a a lot of the questions, other questions that followed, kind of fall under the big topic of, what do we mean by sexual integrity? We
0: might be able to fill the whole episode with this. And then we'll have to do another one to answer the other questions. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She's so good. (laughs) kind of like it when the shoe's on the other foot. It's a good experience for mm-hmm. me. Man, one of the first things that comes up with that phrase, and I like it. Like mm-hmm. when you said that, I was like, oh, that's good. Which might be a really helpful starting place, even in this conversation. To me, part of the integrity question is, do you just want to argue with all the stuff out there that you've hated? Mm. Or do you want to be honest about what's going inside on inside of your own soul? Yeah, because I would say, "Hey, friends!" Rather than just be mad about Josh Harris's book, or mad about the Duggars, or mad about whatever thing you can mm. pick out there. Which there's a legitimate or justice even mad issue about in that. How the
1: culture is all full of yeah. Mm, I was going to use the <laughs> word that maybe wasn't appropriate.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, you've already given uh, your...
1: <laughs> uh, loose sexual morals. There yes. you go.
0: Like there's so many things out there that we could get fired up about, and rightly so. Mm -hmm. It's a justice issue. It's an integrity issue. It's lots of things. But let's just invite our listeners right off the bat, and we're going to try to do this ourselves to be honest about where is this intersecting in my life? Mm -hmm. And what unsettles
1: me about this?
0: Why am I particularly concerned, bothered? What is
1: out of order in my life? Yeah. And I think that's a good phrase. When I think of sexual integrity, it's like my thoughts, my actions in my sexuality and my whole life, they're all in sync. They line up. They do. Right. And, and out of order is a great way of in our when we're thinking about sexuality and we're thinking about our, our sex life or how we yeah. deal with those things. If there's anything that feels like off in the corner yeah. that we don't talk about, that it's hidden, that there's shame or that we recognize what I am saying and what I believe this action over here doesn't line up. Mm-hmm then that's telling me that there's an area to maybe be curious about in the sexual integrity because things aren't integral. They aren't all connected.
0: Yeah. And we also all have desires and passions Mm -hmm. which lead us to something. They're God-given, but how we deal with those is not always healthy. So let's keep that an integrity Mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. This is about me. What goes Mm -hmm. on inside of me? As in you, the listener, and you and I. Yeah. And... The other thing is we all have disappointments
1: mm-hmm.
0: and pain and brokenness around this topic because yep. we live in a broken world. So those two things, if each one of us just kind of stopped right there, I mm-hmm. do have God-given desires and passions, and I do have <laughs> satanically driven disappointments, brokenness, and hurts.
1: Yeah,
0: It's going to make this conversation something different than that awful evil purity culture out there.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I think I'm done on that. Or that
1: culture that I need to protect my children from because yeah. they're going to hell in a handbasket.
0: And we do want to protect our children from something, but, wow, again, loaded. Go,
1: Amy. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: <that's laughs> well, you a have great something se- to say. Great
1: segue. I will uh, sip my tea while you yeah. segue. I mean, one of the questions that we had gotten from this listener was like, how do we, how do I talk about sex with my kids like Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be you know this this fear driven thing that maybe this person had experienced in their growing up Mm -hmm. but also in the way it's like how do we talk it's like for me it's like talk early and talk lots (laughs) when they'll still listen to you oh yeah like honestly like I think sometimes I know I've heard and, and um, been aware of is like, uh, it's kind of the thought of like, okay, once kids hit puberty, then we need to be talking about it. No, it's too late. As soon as they actually become aware of body parts is when we start talking about yeah. it. And men... In age-appropriate ways. In age-appropriate ways. Exactly. You don't want to overload them. Although one time my daughter was asking me about uh, sex so I just and how people got pregnant. So I went through the whole process and, and then at the end she was like, um... I think I'm a little too young for this level of detail, Mom. <laughs> I think we should stop. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, if I'm going to land on one side or the other, that, uh, maybe that's not the worst side to land on. But, right, it is. It's and, and before that, talking early, before that, the step before that is like, if you feel really uncomfortable yeah. about even talking about body parts, about talking about sex, all that stuff... Again, get curious. What is so uncomfortable for you? Because your kids will pick up on that. They will. They will. Like, they're even so if you're much smarter so than hard, the words we say. Right? So before that is like, how do you talk about kids about sex? Yeah. The first part is, is really looking at and figuring out how do you feel about sex yeah. and sexuality in that whole conversation.
0: Yeah. And so that's super important, that integrity. There's the word again. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to pretend you're comfortable with something you're not, that's actually, I think, so much of sneaky stuff happens right here Mm -hmm. the other thing about that so like what would we say I'd say get some counseling I definitely Mm -hmm. got some counseling at that stage in my life some of my own pains and hurts came up of bad things that had happened to me and I was like I actually have to deal with this yeah because it's and this is a classic psychology thing when your children are the age that stuff happened to you it will stir up for you again Mm. so it's such like a wonderful opportunity to be like now this is time this is actually time. Yeah. So the beautiful invitation in it is, yeah, this is uncomfortable, and don't be too impressed with that. Satan's a jerk. He wants to destroy mm-hmm. something beautiful, but there's resources.
1: There's so much good counseling and good books, and yeah, and even just naming it with your yeah. kids, like, man, you know what? I, I didn't really have these conversations growing yeah. up, and and I, and I still feel kind of. Uncomfortable about yeah. this, but I know that this is really important, and I want to be have these conversations. Yeah, right. At least then, just names the reason why, instead of like the kids being in that mm-hmm. posture of like, okay, mom's uncomfortable. Is this because we shouldn't be talking about? Is there something like,
0: yeah? Okay, so that moves on to another integrity thing for me that I have observed. Uh, of course, I have young adult children, so I've been through this like teenage stage with a lot of parents. And if you mm. haven't been there yet. I'm just going to tell you do the best you can mm-hmm. and know that you're not the only voice in this story yeah. and that God's going to help Yeah, <laughs> because there are no perfect ways to do it. I've talked to so many people who've gone on and on about what their parents did wrong about it. And I'm like, man, I tried really hard with my kids and not everything turned out the way I hoped it would. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, we're not in control of the whole universe. We do what we can. Um, but talking to, Couples who are very deeply concerned about some of their kids' behavior and what they're seeing and doing, and then finding out this couple uses porn in their own bedroom, but they Mm -hmm. do it together and they're married so they think it's fine. Integrity. Yeah. We're giving out mixed messages, or we're trying to tell our kids what we aspire to, and we're not dealing with the crap in our own dark closets. If you're struggling with porn, fantasy, um, erotica, all that stuff, you can definitely tell your kids God's truth, and you should, but there's something that's going to be off about it yeah. There's because going to be a you're disconnect. actually hosting this inside your own spirit and it's out of con- integrity there's a lack of integrity and congruence with the words you're saying that's just going to mess up a spiritual atmosphere yeah so sexual integrity mm-hmm. I mean, these are hard things yeah and I, I i guess the reason why i'm willing to talk about it even though i don't want to <laughs> how many times can i work that in the conversation <laughs> It's because the significance of it is mm-hmm. can't be underestimated or overestimated. What, what word am I looking for, Amy? Can't be... Un- Over. Overestimated. Yeah. It's like super important. Mm-hmm. And rather than bring discouragement and fear, I want to just say, man, there's resources and strategies for this. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite books that I continue to recommend to women, since I know a lot of women listen to it, but I think it could be okay for men too, is a book called Pulling Back the Shades by Julie Slatery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's written other books. Yep, there's Really a, good stuff.
1: Yep, she's written um, a recent book called Rethinking Sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really good one. A really holistic view.
0: And so if you're a listener who's like, man, these girls ramble on a lot and rumble with stuff and they don't answer my questions, we refer you to a professional, exactly. Dr. Julie Slatery. Everything <laughs> I've heard from her, I'm like, oh, this is so helpful. I'm so glad there are people who yeah. have more wisdom than I do.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the... Um, just quickly going back to the to how you know talking with about sex and sexuality and all that stuff with our kids. Something that I read it somewhere can't remember, but it was like the prince the principle of first mention, mm-hmm. and how <laughs> I have a funny story about that. Okay, <laughs> where it's like for me, it's like you know what? As kids and even adults, how, how, we measure everything we hear by what we heard first. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you know, we hear something on the playground about sex. You know, that is in our mind yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. So then our parents come along and tell us something. Well, it's going to be measured against that. And so for me, it was like I heard this. Yeah. And for me, it was like I made a commitment. I will be the first mention for yeah. everything with my kids regarding sexuality. Yeah. So that means am I early in talking about some of the things? Maybe. Yeah. But man, I want my kids to be like, no, 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 my mom told me that and you are way off on blah, 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 blah.
0: (laughs) And your daughter would totally do this. Okay, funny story. (laughs) Go go for it.
1: I had, uh, you know, every now and then I just like to check in and be like, you know, casual conversation of like, man, you know, at school, your friends has, has, you know, have any, has anyone been talking about sex or what's the conversation, you know, just to kind of, Naomi's like, yeah. Yeah, we. there have been talking about sex. And I was like, okay, like, who's talking? What are they saying? And she's like, oh, it's me. I'm making sure everybody knows the right <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> she is a little information specialist. I wonder if any of her classmates' parents listen to I our know. podcast. <laughs> and I just
1: said, oh, I said, you know what, Naomi? I really, I, I really can see that you want to make sure that people have the right information yep. I said, but you know what? A lot of these conversations parents really want to have with their kids. Yeah. And so if someone else brings something up and you know that it's not yep. correct, then you can say it, but you don't need to be the one telling everybody about sex. We'll leave that to the parents. That's not your job. Yeah. And I was like, Oh goodness. Okay. Well, and then I thought, <laughs> well, at least they're probably getting right stuff
0: yes and you know even if somebody's listening to this uh, like amy's encouragement and exhortation is excellent but again we're not in control of the universe mm-hmm. and if this ship has already sailed with you and your kids i just want to take off any sense mm-hmm. of accusation or shame that's like coming at you in this really and truly there's no perfect recipe if you're mm-hmm. at the stage where you get to come at this do the best you can i had such like excellent Intentions about doing this really well with my kids, and had been through some enough counseling and stuff that I kind of felt like I was reasonably well equipped and uh, waited too long with the first child. It was definitely like, I did not want to talk about this, I already know. And so, I was like crushed and disappointed and sad that I screwed up my kids because, like, that's what we all think. My kids are so awesome, it's really wonderful at this point to see how much I actually didn't screw them up. Second child was home on a sick day, and I was like, oh, this is my opportunity, one-on-one time, and I'm way ahead of the age of the other one, and I have a book uh, called The Wonderful Way Babies Are Made, and I'm just, like, say, 15 years ahead of your kids. That wasn't a terribly long time to wait, because Mm -hmm. everybody didn't have a phone then. Already, when my kids were little, everybody didn't have a phone with porn on it. Yeah. When I think about the fact that you and I even raised our kids in different stages, insane. Yeah. So anyway, this book, The Wonderful Way Babies Are Made, I still really like that book. I think it's, it's so good. I read it to my kids. Great. Helpful. Anyway, um, so I read it to her, and she's just snuggled up with me and curious, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm doing this right. I'm getting, I'm doing better than I did the last time. So we get to the end of the book, and I'm proud of myself, and I'm feeling like this is sweet and wonderful and cozy, and it's like, so, sweetheart, do you have any questions? She goes, nope, that makes so much more sense than what Connor told me. <laughs> Like, I went from, this is wonderful, we're getting it right, to, what the hell? What did he tell I don't even want to know what he tells me. Because, and there it was, like, even in that moment, I was, like, then deeply concerned. She's like, oh, she wasn't concerned at all. Mm. What she experienced bundled up with me here Mm. in this place of tenderness and intimacy, where there was actually sexual integrity in that spiritual atmosphere, It, it... it all just wired mm. in with her, and she knew that what she'd heard before was a little weird and off. And she's a smart kid, yeah. So it, you know, like, it, mm-hmm. we just put all our experiences out there and yep. go, "Man, parents, you're
1: doing the best exactly. you can. Do what you can. Yep. <laughs> Good job." And one last thing I'll throw in there has in re- the whole thing: sexual integrity. All the conversations with the kids, yeah, is like, what are we for? Right, like, 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 what are we? What are we? Not our cele- purpose, no, but what like, are we? What are we celebrating? What are we yeah. like gung ho about? What are we? Yeah. What do we see the delight in sex in marriage? Yeah. Right, approaching it from that angle mm-hmm. as opposed to like this is what we're against. This is what we should not be yes. doing. Creating it, a dark mystery, not a positive mystery. Exactly, right? Or coming at it, it's like, these are all the things you can't do, which then adds the deliciousness of doing the things That's that right. you can't do. As opposed to, this is the beauty, this is what it was made for, this is the delight, this is the wonder of it. Yeah. As, uh, I will wait because of this. Yeah. As opposed to, ah, oh, there's just these rules that, if we break them, adds a little bit of excitement. That's right. <laughs>
0: So that, I don't know how many segues you have left on your list, <laughs> but leads me back to one of the questions from this mm. listener to see if I can get it accurately. And and it had to do with divorce and dating. Is sex okay? You're only a virgin once, which brought me back to this. Do we have this weird cultural thing where it's just like the point of being a virgin is something kind of weird? Hmm this prize to be captured, yes. Mm. Yes. It's something valuable, worth protecting, but it's not about virginity. Yeah. It's about covenant.
1: Yeah. Have we made almost an idolatry yeah. of the virginity? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think some of that uh, holdover is from the purity culture. Yeah. Like that was the number one and thing. And from
0: Victorians and from right? actually exactly. a whole bunch of other like other oh, God yeah, yeah. cult things out there yeah. to cultify the whole virgin yeah. thing. Yeah. The virgin thing is important. It's in scripture. Yeah. But it has to do with something completely other than this weird
1: idolatry. And, and like, I've even read somewhere, it's like, well, I'm still a virgin. Yeah. Me and my boyfriend will have anal sex and oral sex. But ah. because there's no, you know, the proper the, penetration... Yeah. Then I'm still a virgin and I still have my purity. Yeah. Which is like, okay. That's messed up. If we're only <laughs> Sorry. seeing it as such a tiny, small little thing. Yeah. Technically, yeah. But if we're seeing it about the sexual integrity and the covenant and yeah. the... And not mm-hmm. even technically, yeah. Let's just talk about what does the act of sex mean? Well, what does virginity mean? Yeah. Does it mean full penetration? But that might be a whole nother technical thing. But you're might right. It's not, about, it's not about virginity. It's about covenant.
0: It's about covenant. And so, right from the get-go, when God describes marriage, He describes it as two becoming one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is part of the covenant act. Yeah. So, if you're not in covenant, you're not there yet. I don't mm-hmm. care if you've been married 15 times. And as I alluded to earlier, I had stuff going on in my life before I was married. Mm-hmm. And so, I did not not come to the marriage ceremony. Let's say yeah. ceremony. <laughs> you know, with, any, with what we would have classically called... Uh, why oh, my words are all losing, disappearing right now. And I had thoughts earlier, you know, pure as the driven snow. Mm-hmm. I'd had exposure to things that I shouldn't have had before then because I was born in a broken world. Yeah. My husband and I still wanted to, believing that God had designed sex as a covenant act for marriage, we still aspired to that, mm-hmm. to save that for once we had made our covenant, which was a public proclamation of words before God and man. With Witnesses saying we forsake all others from here forward, right? This is the covenant that we make. And we mean those words. They're not just like a meaningless ceremony. Mm-hmm. It's not just a piece of paper. We have made a deliberate choice in the presence of Witnesses' words that sexual act seals the covenant. Anyhow, that was not an easy place to get to as two adults that lived on their own. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. This mm-hmm. is a reality. We have bodies with God-given drives. And so... um I remember, though, standing at the end of the aisle on my wedding day and going, this is the mystery. This is the mystery. Even though all these other things have happened before, the grace of God is powerful and real. He restores all things. Mm -hmm. He actually really does. He really does. Like body, soul, and spirit. I don't want to go into it on the podcast. This is way too much detail for our listeners right now. But the full restoration of body, soul, and spirit from all that had happened in my life before to that moment, the fact that we had kept ourselves for this moment, I experienced something standing there, and I was like, this is the thing that we were waiting for, Mm. that we were saving for. Something would be different in this moment. If we had just gone, eh, it doesn't really matter. Just a piece of paper, we're going to get there anyway. Whatever, all the reasons we tell ourselves. There was something in that moment when, as I prepared to walk down the aisle towards him, that I was like, we saved something that's actually very powerful and real for now. Mm. And it was holy, and it was good. And it is, again, where we can't always quantify with our scientific Mm -hmm. microscopes all that is true in our spirit, soul, and body. Because we are more spirit than we are anything else. We're eternal. Mm -hmm. Our bodies will pass away. Our souls are deeply entwined in our sexuality. We talk about this on our Soul Tie Mm -hmm. podcast episode. There's a reason why it matters. Because we become one in that act. And God has designed it for a covenant relationship, not Mm -hmm. as something flippant and light.
1: Yeah, and not a... I've had sex once before, so now whatever.
0: Oh, screw it. Should I yeah, do you get, the, it. get the humor there? Right? <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> both ways. So, marriage, sex is good. Yeah. God designed it, mm-hmm. He wants us to have it. Yeah. But He wants us to have it within the parameters of His design. Mm-hmm. And that's all the way through scripture. Yeah. And the whole question for Adam and Eve is is God holding out on me? Mm-hmm. Is He actually good? Is He yeah. a big meanie? And yeah. how do we protect this?
1: Yeah. Something else that I've read a lot of is that, you know, people have saved themselves Mm -hmm. till marriage, expecting it to be amazing. And then they're crushed when it's not what they thought. Right. And so it's like there's this balance of like, like you said, sex is good and it's made and it's hard work. Actually, it's under assault by the enemy. It's
0: complicated. It's two people and their stuff.
1: It's not like, hey, I should have had a bunch of sex before, so then when I came, yeah. it would have been so much easier. We would have figured out the kinks. Yeah. Nor is it, hey, I kept myself, you know, I didn't have sex, so now it should be great and easy. No. Either way. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's two people coming together in a really intimate, vulnerable way. Yeah. That is powerful, that the enemy is at work, our past thoughts and, and experiences are at work. Our emotions, where we are in our relationship at the moment, come. It's beautiful. It's good. It's and messy. It's, ha- it's messy and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't, it's not always like... Rainbows and butterflies and beautiful music. Oh and my goodness, It's the best thing ever and I yeah. didn't have to try anything. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. It's
0: so much about vulnerability. It's so much about choosing love for the other person. And it's so much not making it idle of sex. Yep. It is good. But it is not the be-all and end-all. No. Nor is it something that's our right. Yeah. It is privilege. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. It's good. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Have we rumbled enough with this just to leave our listeners more unsettled (laughs) or bothered? (laughs) Maybe they'll write us more letters and we'll have to talk about it again. Oh, yay! (laughs) However, we really, we have prayed about this as Mm -hmm. we've gone into this conversation and really hope that people will find it helpful. That there'll be some hope in this conversation Mm -hmm. for them that, man, I'm not alone in this journey. And man, it is a journey. And I think it's something that's so powerful and good because God created it and said it's good. He designed it. He said it's good. So anything that's not good, it's actually an invitation for us to explore more. I think it's worth fighting for, not just sweeping under the rug. That's why I'm doing the conversation even when I don't want to. Can I say that one more time? (laughs) (laughs) And um, let's not be afraid to rumble with it more. Look mm-hmm. up Dr. Slatery's books. Our desire, really, for our listeners is to hear hope that there's something good in this that God has for them. There's more restoration to be had. There's something sacred and delightful worth fighting for. And definitely pursue health in this because this is all going to be part of your journey. Mm-hmm.